Alright, what's up guys, welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys about the best way to gain power and influence others. Uh, I'm kind of pissed right now, because uh, Fulham lost to Sheffield 4-0. But uh, yeah, good luck on them in the sh- uh, playoffs. We already get promoted to the Premier League, so yay for that. But uh, not sure if we're going to stay there for long, though. Alright. Uh, let's get into the episode. One sure path to power is through such means as coercion, uh, coercion, deception, force, and disregard for people. Is how many organizations operate, and yes, they prove to be profitable. But we have entered a new era of power that demands attention. Mark C. Crowley, leadership expert and author of Lead from the Heart, recently interviewed UC Berkeley social scientist Thatcher Keltner. A foremost expert on human emotions and how they influence behavior. Countner's most recent book, The Power Paradox, How We Gain and Lose Influence, brings people in positions in power face-to-face with a hard truth. They most swiftly dispose of traditional beliefs on leadership power if they are to successfully motivate and engage today's employees. Curly asked him to explain how our current beliefs about power were formed, then what new understanding must replace them. Here's a summary of their intriguing exchange. Old power model. As I would firmly agree with Crowley, the U.S. is suffering from a leadership crisis. In one leading study released by Gallup, about 50% of employees surveyed left a job to get away from their manager. Many managers abuse their powers for their own selfish means. In Crowley and Keltner's conversation, something caught my attention for the first time. Keltner suggests that this old and still prevalent power model has been ingrained in our psyches for more than 400 years. It comes from a source most of us remember from high school or college. Our cultural understanding of power has been deeply shaped by Niccolo Machiavelli and his 16th century book, The Prince, Keltner tells Crowley. Hundreds of thousands of students read this every year, and it's a book that teaches that power. In its sense, is about force, deception, and disregard for people. While research shows that most people gain power by enhancing the lives of others, then when they exercise their power over time, it gets through their head. There is a pool that leads them to forfeiting the very skills that enabled them to gain power in the first place. By having a little taste of success, they stop doing the things they're foundational to good leadership, says Keltner, give any person a little feeling of power, and we become more focused on our own desires than on others. Consequently, people in power roles lose touch with how other people feel. Empathy, generosity, open-mindedness go missing in exchange for disregard, brutus, and control. New power model. With globalization and workplaces becoming increasingly freer and autonomous, more collaborative and engaging and more diverse in every which way, Keltner says power must be expressed in advocacy, compassion, respect, attentiveness to human feelings, and gratitude towards others. We have a deep cultural intuition that nice guys finish last, Keltner tells Crowley, and that one must step on others to rise in the ranks, but nothing could be further from the truth, though. And here's the clincher from my scientific standpoint. To garner credibility for leaders everywhere, Kellner states that more than 70 studies have clearly demonstrated that people who rise in power at their respective organizations consistently embody these five qualities. Alright, so let's check out these five qualities from Crowley's blog. 
Number one is enthusiasm. They express interest in others, advocate on their behalf, and take joy in their achievements. Many people around my friend circle are enthusiastic, and I love every one of them. Two, kindness. They cooperate, share, express appreciation, and dignify other people. I think these are the best kinds of people, and you cannot change my mind. People with kindness to others, even though they're not really close friends. Well, I love that about them. I'm trying to become that person. Three, focus. They establish shared goals and rules and a clear purpose and keep people on task. Everyone in like a group, in a group, everyone in your group needs at least one focuser. Uh, to get the group back on track or something, and same applies for the job. If you have a focusing manager, then you'd expect the job to become pretty easy. Four calmness. Through their actions and communication, they instill calm and perspective. If your boss comes around and panic every day and night, then you probably have more chance to leave work than if the boss is being calm, right? So yeah, if you're a leader or if you're trying to influence someone, be try being calm. And lastly, openness. They display empathy and a disciplined process of listening attentively. They are open to ideas and they aren't afraid to accept new stuff. And when individuals use their power to advance the greater good, the evidence is also clear that they and the people they empower prove to be happier. Healthier and sustainably more productive. Keltner test Crowley. And I'm sorry, but that is the end of my episode right now. I'm sorry, it's such a short one, but uh, I'm sorry. So I'm so we'll say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share button. Now I'm gonna cry over the loss, and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.